Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Fighting a wildfire in Texas. Building a network to connect 40 million people to the internet. Cutting pollution with chainsaws. Hear Chubb customers tell their stories at chubb.com slash podcast. And stay tuned after the show to hear how a sinkhole swallowed eight priceless sports cars. The most dangerous people on the internet in 2017. Not so long ago, the Internet often felt like a fully detached realm of ephemeral fun. Today we wake up to tweets from a president that seem intended to go to rogue state into nuclear war. Hackers launch ransomware worms that tear across the globe in a matter of hours, paralyzing massive multinational infrastructure companies. And organized hatred online reaches out directly into the physical world, embodied in terrorist violence from the streets of New York City, to Istanbul, to Egypt, to Charlottesville. More than ever, the Internet has shown that its dangers aren't somehow unhooked from real world. The Internet is the real world, for better, and in multiplying unexpected ways, for worse. With that in mind, these are the dangerous characters we've been watching online in 2017. Donald Trump For the third year in a row, Trump tops our list of world's most dangerous online personas. In just the most recent months of his first year as president, he's used his Twitter to fan hatred, spreading fake anti-Muslim videos from a discredited right-wing British group. He has undermined his own State Department's diplomatic efforts to prevent nuclear war by taunting and threatening North Korea. And he has systematically sought to erode Americans' trust in the media. When Americans can't agree on basic truths like the role of Russia in meddling with the U.S. election and Libyan or Burmese officials discount reports of slavery and ethnic cleansing in their countries as fake news, credit Trump's misinformation offensive. Trump remains a solipsistic bully and a temperamental pathological and systematic liar, one who's able to issue his threats, insults, and lies directly to millions of people from the smartphone in his pocket. Ajit Pai. If you've heard of Federal Communications Commissioner Chair Ajit Pai, chances are it's because he led the charge to gut the agency's net neutrality protections. 
For more than a decade, FCC chairs from both parties sought to ban broadband providers from blocking or otherwise discriminating against lawful content online. But thanks to Pi, the likes of Comcast and Verizon will soon be free to pick winners and losers online. Even if the courts shoot down Pi's plan, he'll still be in charge of the agency responsible for enforcing those protections, something he's shown little interest in doing so far. But that's not the only reason he made our list. Pi is also working to dismantle a federal program that would have subsidized Internet access for low-income Americans, may soon allow DSL providers to discontinue service in rural areas without having to provide replacement services, and stood idly by as bots undermined the FCC's public comment system. In short, his policies could lead to fewer people having Internet access, fewer options for those who could afford it, and a decline in digital participation in government. Extremist Burmese monk Ashin Warathu has spouted hate in his sermons for years against Myanmar's Rohingya Muslim minority group. And after the government banned him from making public speeches, he has reached out to his followers via Facebook instead, spreading misinformation and propaganda that paints the Rohingya as foreign terrorists who must be expelled from the country. That hate speech has helped to fuel a wave of massacres, beatings, rape, and arson against thousands of Rohingya in Myanmar's Rakhine state and pushed hundreds of thousands of Rohingya into squalid makeshift refugee camps in neighboring Bangladesh. As a result, the UN has officially accused Myanmar's military of ethnic cleansing. Warathu, sometimes called the Buddhist bin Laden, claimed in June that his posts on Facebook were censored and that he'd been temporarily banned, but he since reappeared on the site and continued to post content supporting his extremist views. ISIS Since it first came into the global spotlight in 2014, ISIS has been synonymous with nihilistic violence. But more than ever before, its most influential presence is digital, as the group has been stripped of physical territory, including its strongholds in Mosul, Iraq, and Raqqa, Syria, it has nonetheless continued to pull in converts through its social media seduction, convincing them to kill themselves and many others. From January's attack in an Istanbul nightclub, to the killing of eight cyclists in New York by a flatbed truck, to the massacre of more than 300 Egyptians last month, ISIS's handiwork, whether through direct contact with attackers or the creation of propaganda that motivated them, has become no less bloody even as the actual state from which it takes its name has dissipated. Shadow Brokers Since the summer of 2016, the mysterious group calling itself the Shadow Brokers has trolled and tortured the National Security Agency, touting a shocking cachet of secret NSA hacking tools that it somehow obtained, and has since been leaking piecemeal into the open Internet. But it was only in April of this year that the worst happened. One Shadow Brokers release included the powerful NSA programs Eternal Blue and Eternal Romance, both of which used flaws in a Microsoft protocol known as Server Message Block to allow hackers to compromise virtually any Windows machine that wasn't updated with a patch that Microsoft rushed out ahead of the leak. The exploits were integrated into attacks ranging from annoying cryptocurrency miners to targeted hotel Wi-Fi hacking to mass-scale ransomware worms including WannaCry, NotPetya, and Bad Rabbit which together caused enormous damage to companies, government agencies, and individuals around the globe. 
those attacks raised new questions about the safekeeping of the NSA's hacking arsenal. And ever since, the shadow brokers have only continued to revel in the chaos they've caused. Rod Rosenstein Rod Rosenstein first came into the public eye when he signed a letter to President Trump recommending James Comey be fired from his position as FBI director. But as scandalous as that decision was, Rosenstein's more lasting and tech-focused threat has been his repeated calls for so-called responsible encryption. That newly coined euphemism means encryption that the government can decrypt, or compel tech firms to decrypt on its behalf. The underlying premise has been discredited by practically everyone who knows anything about encryption and computer security repeatedly for the last 25 years. As those security experts detailed vocally in response to the FBI's legal demand that Apple rewrite its own operating system to crack the iPhone of San Bernardino killer Syed Rizwan Farouk, putting that sort of government backdoor into encryption would expose countless devices to hackers. Tech companies would also find themselves subject to foreign powers making similar demands. But after a locked iPhone was recovered from Texas mass shooter Devin Patrick Kelly, Rosenstein said in a speech that unbreakable encryption costs lives. Rosenstein has made it clear he'd like to fight the crypto wars yet again. I want our prosecutors to know that if there's a case where they believe they have an appropriate need for information and there is a legal avenue to get it, They should not be reluctant to pursue it, Rosenstein told Politico in early November. Sandworm For the last three years, a group of hackers known as Sandworm, believed to be based in Russia, have waged cyber war in Ukraine. They've hacked government agencies, businesses, and in two climactic attacks, turned off the power to hundreds of thousands of people in the only confirmed hacker blackouts in history. This year, the full extent of their skills became clearer in June, with the revelation of a piece of malware the group used in the second of those two attacks known as Industroyer, or Crash Override. That automated and highly adaptable power-killing tool represents only the second piece of malicious code in history, after Stuxnet designed specifically to disrupt physical equipment. Almost immediately after that discovery, security analysts linked Sandworm with the NotPetya malware that rippled through Ukraine and then across the world, causing nine-figure damages to companies as major as Maersk, Merck, and FedEx. Lazarus Sandworm wasn't the only group that graduated from targeted attacks to mass mayhem in 2017. The hacker team known as Lazarus, which security researchers believe works on behalf of the North Korean government, did as well. In recent years, Lazarus has destroyed hundreds of computers at Sony and stolen tens of millions of dollars from banks in Bangladesh, Poland, and Vietnam, making it the world's most attractive profit-driven state-sponsored cyber criminal organization. But this year, Lazarus was linked to what was likely its most damaging attack yet, WannaCry ransomware worm. Only a few amateur mistakes the hackers made, including a kill switch built into the malware, stopped it before it reached the U.S. But the first-of-its-kind attack should be read as a warning. Lazarus will return. Andrew Anglin Trump's presidency has emboldened American white supremacists, so-called white nationalists, and full-blown Nazis to a level they haven't enjoyed in decades. The Daily Stormer, the paper of record for those despicable groups, has come to represent how those racists have both exploited and tested the limits of the Internet's free speech principles. 
And Andrew Anglin, the site's creator, is the human embodiment of the web's worst racist, misogynist, and anti-Semitic streak. Anglin's Holocaust denial and calls for separation of races may look like mere trolling, but after Unite the Right's racist rally in Charlottesville in August that ended in the death of a counter-protester, the very real danger of that neo-Nazism became clear. And despite being kicked off numerous domain registrars and even abandoned by its DDoS protection firm Cloudflare, the site has managed to hold onto a perch online and keep spewing its fascist vitriol. Cody Wilson Cody Wilson, the founder of the gun access group Defense Distributed, first entered Wired's list of the most dangerous people for his creation of DIY firearm blueprints, which allowed anyone to 3D print their own firearm components or even entire guns at home. He has since upgraded those techniques, now selling a desktop computer-controlled milling machine that lets anyone carve gun components out of metal. This year, he announced that his so-called ghost gunner machine can now manufacture untraceable metal handguns like Glocks and Colt 45s, a far more concealable weapon than the untraceable AR-15s that he'd previously touted. The danger of those homemade guns became even more clear this year after 44-year-old mentally disturbed man Kevin Neal used homemade ghost guns to kill five people in Northern California. But not content with merely advancing that gun control firestorm, Wilson has also launched another even more controversial project called Hatreon, a kind of crowd-funded donation platform for racists, extremists, and others banned from sites like Kickstarter and Patreon. It currently funnels thousands of dollars a month to figures like Andrew Anglin and neo-Nazi Richard Spencer. This podcast was made possible by Chubb. Hear how a sinkhole opened up under the National Corvette Museum. Right now. Betty called me at six in the morning. She thought it was a fire. It was worse. A sinkhole opened up under our museum. Eight priceless Corvettes had plunged into it. Chubb was there within hours. They helped make sure it was safe. We had everyone we needed to get our museum back up and running. And we opened the next day. Hear more stories at chubb.com slash podcast. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.